recorded live in the San Francisco Bay Area. This is Rock Immortals Rock Talk. First episode of Rock Talk. You everybody I'm watching on Q Minor. We got John Keevil here from Warbringer. We got Clayton Cagle from Apothecary and Hatchet. And hey. the special guest, we didn't say anything about this because he was totally planned from the beginning. We got Chris from Jayhaw Films, the man, the meme, the legend. <laughs> Give her, boys. So we are on, we are live. We should be on Facebook. We should be on Twitch. I think YouTube we have some issues with. I'm not sure if that's been fixed up yet. But you guys can join us actually in the Zoom chat. It should be posted on my band's page, as I know. Um, and I'm not sure if Carlos has posted a link yet or whatever, or if Varun has posted yet. You guys want to go get that Zoom link? Uh, go ahead and post it in chat. Somebody should be able to answer you guys. You guys can answer some questions. You can pop into chat. I'll hang out during this COVID-19 pandemic. Let's chill. Let's have a beer. Or if you're me and you don't drink, you have a water. <laughs> I'm, I'm having coffee at like 7 p.m. so I can stay amped for this. Uh, or become nice. increasingly amped. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to fucking talk about. I, I mean, you guys have your logos behind you. I feel like with my theme, I should have a giant shrub with the spiky W shape, you know, like. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, I, gave, I didn't even know that was an option. I was just like, ah, bedroom's fine. I never thought that was an option. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, hey, my green screen. And he's like, it's not a green screen at all. No, no, it's not even a green screen. No, it's, it's better than a green screen. It's a. Uh, I, I don't know, but he had a Soviet Union flag behind him, and like you know, <laughs> that's how he rolled into this whole. That's the first shot of Isaac Quentin in this whole thing. <laughs> the fucking international playing like a tank parade rolls by, you know. Well, there was Captain America beforehand, but we didn't want to get copyrighted. Oh, yeah, I tried. To, I was going to play the movie, but it was like you know, we can't, we can't do that. We get copyright strike. <laughs> will they? Will they, will they get well, you for something like this? Well, we yeah, are yeah. taking donations. That's actually a great segue. We're taking donations. The donations get split up between the bands, and it also goes to help with Bay Area live music. In that case, since they're go they're donations to dudes, would they be bro nations? They're bro nations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure we're linguistically correct here. You know? <laughs> All right. So, so uh, are there questions? What What are we doing, gentlemen? Uh, uh, good to I'm see not you. seeing any right now. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's been it's been a quick minute since I've seen you, John. The last time I see, saw you, I didn't have my bachelor's degree. Oh, you finished. Wow. That's fucking sweet. Did you finish yeah. during COVID nineteen? Yeah, I finished like literally when I when I posted. Um, I just graduated. And I popped over into your live chat on Friday, and I was like, cool, I'm going to go come over here and celebrate with John. This is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, dude. Congrats, dude. That's fucking, that's fucking quite excellent. What's yeah, your degree? Dude. Computer science. Oh, fancy. Yeah, so I can fix the Wi-Fi. I know how to turn a Wi-Fi on and off. I know how to turn it on and off. <laughs> you have a job out there is hiring, hire me. I need money. <laughs> Said every American in 2020. Right. Oh, my <laughs> Chris doesn't know yeah. anything about that. They don't have COVID in Canada. They don't oh. have problems in Canada. No, no, we don't. We just have free healthcare. We will roll around to. I don't get sick. No. <laughs> Mountains. The only thing they have to worry about is uh, is moose, misai, as it were. Moose. 
Ro- robbery is like when a guy politely requests that you hand hand him your wallet and you say no, and he's like, "Oh, oh sorry, okay. man. So- sorry, buddy. Sorry, 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 about that." Oh. <laughs> or, or, but sometimes, because they're Canadian, sometimes that works. The guy just gives him the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I kind of needed it. It's okay. Yeah, the guy looked, he was kind of hungry, you know? <laughs> Looks like he could use a bite and maybe a brew. <laughs> All right, we're like, what? We're, we're like 10 minutes in and we're already being racially insensitive. This is. Uh, hey, I for one feel triggered. Indeed, indeed. All right, so hey, let, me, let, me, let me ask you guys something. So the first time that I met Clayton, I didn't meet John at this show because I was still like a real young and I was like 17, still in high school. And, coming into like my music. I think this is like the second, yeah, this was the second show I've ever been to. It was War, War Without End. It was on that War Without uh, that tour at the Parkside in San Francisco. The fifth anniversary? Yeah, that, that fifth anniversary. And it was, it's trippy to me now thinking about it. I was telling Clayton earlier before we started, I'm like, Clayton played who opened up that show. Vector went on and we, there's a whole debacle with them. But then Hatchet, who Clayton plays with now, um, also played that show. And then it was Warbringer, and I got John here, and I got Clayton here. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like... It's full circle, man. Like a decade yeah, ago. The yeah. squad has come back together. <laughs> Honestly, it's almost been a decade, huh? It's funny to think how fast that time has gone, man. It really, you know, like the fifth anniversary of War Without End, and then we did the, the anniversary shows for uh, Waking and Nightmares too. Yeah. Hatchet years after that, yep. yeah. Yeah, and it's already however many years after that now, so it's kind of uh, good, it, Now, we're, well, War Without End was like right on the front end of uh, of a slew of releases that they call it, you know, the thrash revival or what have mm-hmm. you. Right. And so it kind of is a, you know, it's not like the date, but it's it's about you know a give or take. Uh, that's you know that's about when the thrash revival gets into full swing is about when that's coming out give it you know give or take a few months so that also means mar- marking that also means like the whole thing give or take 12 you know 12 ish 12 13 years now because it was only like in the demos year but year or two before war without end that started picking up steam and then like 2008 there was just a slew of uh, thrash metal releases from old and new bands which yeah. like ha- hadn't fucking happened in since like what ninety two, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you, you yeah. know that's a good point. I feel like that's kind of strange because pre social media being as large as it is now, you had trends like that, right? Like you had thrash and hair metal in the eighties, and then you had grunge, and, and once those trends were large, the mainstream kicked everything else out, so the the rest of the genres didn't necessarily exist, right? And now it's not like genres really go away, you know? It's so like when the thrash revival came back, it's like we're all still doing it. A decade later, it's not like anybody went away, really. Like, all the genres are still there. It's it's pretty neat, because, like, I talk to my buddy Calvin about this all the time. um, And thrash metal is kind of one of those musical genres that I don't think, I don't foresee ever actually purely dying. Because it's just so, like, carnal and, like, pure to something about, like, humans. And, like, like, I think young dudes. Like, young dudes who are kind of misfits, don't know where to... (laughs) mad at everything like i got no idea what to do this with this and then you get this music that comes through and it's just like a tank crashing through your bedroom with like walls crushing everything in its path and you're like yeah i want to be like that 
Hey, yeah, more or less. That, that's that's the appeal of, of metal to a large extent to me. It's just like the most badass thing in the universe. If if you know, kind of like if you don't like that, I don't I don't understand you on a fundamental level. You know? <laughs> like what? You, I, I just I'm like look, look at it. Is it not a great? And people are like. Ugh. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but one thing I talk about a lot, because one thing you mentioned there, Quentin, is uh, that you know, young dudes. And one of the things I think, actually, I think thrash metal and metal as a general art form, uh, one of the things I'm into thinking about lately is like basically going to bat for the artistic legitimacy of metal for anyone. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that uh, that's that's something I've been thinking about a lot. And basically, that sense of uh, oh, feeling like a misfit, feeling cast out, that can apply to anybody. And then also looking at the state of the world and just being dismayed. That too can that you know because you experience that sense of like looking at the world on a big scale. You experience that is in a personal way, and so it becomes an emotion that you deal with. You know. And uh, therefore, music. <laughs> so that's that's yeah. kind of my thoughts about that. Uh, I think it actually. Uh, I think one of the things, if I want to put on my pretending to be a historian hat here, is going to be uh, that thrash metal in the '80s comes from like you know late Cold War era, like Reagan era. All the uh, economic and political shifts going on in the world create fear, create tension in people, create the music. Right. Um, ditto with today <laughs> you know mm -hmm. hey the, the 90s are like a pretty damn prosperous time in america we won the cold war and we have a huge economic boom and and everyone's the richest that they've ever been so maybe you don't need to be that angry um <laughs> but uh, but you know then uh. <laughs> the 2000s hit and it's just like oh wow everything sucks yeah. again yeah. yeah well it's it's because of shit that was put in place before the 90s in my view but that's they, you know, I don't want to get it. We're, we're here yeah. to talk about it. The point is, the point is, the point is that riffs, uh, riffs and aggression and stuff tie into how you're basically feeling, and like more people are going to feel a certain way if their material conditions are different. And you could compare even something like, like one thing I get interested in is comparing, say, the conditions in like Birmingham, 1978 or whatever, where the new wave of British heavy metal is kicking into gear, you know, and you got the sound of the factory in the drums, which is quintessential to metal versus like, I, I don't know, something like early hip hop or something, which is also like, you know, music journalists have long known, like, and it's very directly a response to social conditions. So I wonder if, and I think honestly, that when music gets too far from this, it ceases to be very good art, and then it's a commercial product, and then blow me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I agree, yeah, like, you know, if it, when I hear music, like, I can even hear, like, some metal, and I hear it, and it's like, they're not feeling what they're playing. Like, they're just playing it, but they're not, like, hammering it in. They're not throwing their all into it. And you can tell in the recording. Well, know, I think that's like, kind of the distinction, you know? I mean, it's like, like you, you can argue the validity of, like, someone's art form, you know, all day long as far as, like, uh, an artist that has integrity or, like, mainstream pop music not having integrity. <laughs> Nobody says they don't have integrity. Nobody. Right. So, you know. Oh, of course not. <laughs> right, exactly. So it, it's, it's interesting how a genre like metal is so visceral, so it incites and... Uh, influences a lot of those like really intense emotions and i think that's why the fan base 
is a lot more dedicated to it than so many other genres. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's also one of the few places you can like be openly violent with other human beings, and it's consensual. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, I distinctly. Oh, it's consensual. Yeah, it's it's like consensual until like that one black dude with the afro shows up and then like just starts moshing. Dude, him. dude, what about that one comment? What that one comment? Oh yeah, oh. I know Quinn. He's that one really big black guy that me and my friends call Pit Boss. Oh, when I said that to you, that was hilarious, man. Holy shit! <laughs> oh, my favorite part hey, about hey, that was just like. If people know Quentin is pit boss, it's not without reason. I'll just say that. Well, yeah. <laughs> For anybody watching who doesn't know, Warbringer is like my favorite band, like ever, and well, I kind of go a little crazy for them. Well, like that's how you and I got to meeting, anyway. Well, yeah, we like Chris and I became good friends because of Warbringer. Thank you, John. Well. And ditto with you guys, because basically the thing is, w w in both of your case, you were like dudes who were at Warbringer shows, and I'm like, and, and you're like passionate about the music, so you went and talked to me, and like, so I remembered you, and then I saw you again, and I was like, oh hey dude, what's up? And now you're my friends. There you go. <laughs> That's how Holy that goes. Yeah. <laughs> so man, that, uh, here just... I am on this webcast. And, yeah, we're happy so, to have you here, man. Fuck yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. And uh, it's cool, and, and it's great to see, of course, people that, like, love what you do. And, like, all you guys are fucking doing shit, progressing the arts of thrash metal further. And, like, you know, there, there needs to be, like, a whole fucking guard of it. There needs to be, uh, like, multiple takes on the genre going in different directions. And that's what creates an artistically viable movement that's going to have, like, new greats and, and you know, a real future uh, is that kind of... I guess, creative stew floating around in the scene, you know? Mm -hmm. So every fucking artist who's trying to erect the temples of shred to the highest, mo you know, the highest monuments of just like sweet gems for its own sake. <laughs> that's, that's metal to me. It's like, uh, it's, uh, you know, sort of, it's off in the world. They'll never play it on the radio, you know, but uh, you're gonna, you know that these are the sweetest records and it's like you jumped off a cliff off the edge of the world to go and like howl into the void and worship the highest arts of shred that no one else understands, but they, they are <laughs> fools uh, <laughs> for that reason. Well, they so, don't so, understand, they don't understand stuff like, you know, being more sexual either. Yeah, no, no uh, one <laughs> being more sexual. I, I don't, understand it personally that's I, how I chris and i met means. you didn't know that yeah. we met on a warbringer dating site yes there, that exists oh yeah yes. no most definitely <laughs> that's, dating that's of tomorrow have, actually dating of tomorrow like, that's gotta have like two users that aren't you guys <laughs> nope it's, it's just us we're the only ones <laughs> oh okay we, we just made each other admins yeah, yeah, no, like, no. <laughs> which one of you made the thing, or did you just make make it? Well, I'm the computer science major, so yeah. So you made it, and then how did he learn about it? If that if you met through the app that didn't exist yet, how did, uh, does not compute? <laughs> so Chris is the marketing executive. Yeah, okay. he handles all the marketing. You know, mm -hmm. I do all then the. Then you would have known prior. <laughs> no, but like we met through the app. Like we, yeah. like he got hired from another sect of the company that I also run, but I just don't pay attention to. I just like hit yes, and he got hired, and then we were both on the app, and he was the only other person that we became Oh, okay. Yeah. And I just totally slide into his DMs one day on Facebook. Because <laughs> we just started talking, because he shared the interview, and I was like, yo, you like Warbringer? He's like, yeah, dude, I love Warbringer, and we just talked. Oh, I know, man. I, I, Cue piano music. I remember the first time. <laughs> <you know? laughs> 
some shit like well, that. And like know, that was during any the, of those. <laughs> that was during that Woe to the Vanquish cycle. Yes. Oh, what a great yeah. record that one. Which had that one meme <sighs> that was like, whoa. Oh, wait, wait, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you're t- I know which one you're talking about. The Bill and Ted one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, that was the one when I went and saw you guys in San Francisco. Came home. to I live two hours south of San Fran. So I went up, saw the show, moshed all night, went crazy with X-Mortis, you guys, and ha- uh, Havoc. Came home, went to school the next day, took my midterm, and then was like, just on a whim, I was just like, I want more Warbringer. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I want to see that again. So I drove out to Sacramento, which is like a three-hour drive for me. And I remember you seeing me there, and you're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, that's, I think that's more or less how I know you. The guy shows up to two two shows that are like a few hours apart, and you're like, oh, okay, dude, you must care about this a fair amount, you know? <laughs> so for, for me, though, that's like, okay, if somebody's doing that, I feel i should talk to them in general like hey look at how much support they're giving me and my band you know like shit yeah uh, i never do that for anybody i got i barely get the concerts anymore these days i'm i'm yeah. a lame I, I i sit around in my house with my wife and cats and i cook a lot of really tasty things <laughs> but uh, you know that's, you know, that's I, think, me. I think that really comes with the territory too man like once you spend so many days on the road in a van listening to metal every fucking day nonstop, and then you get home and you're like, oh, a show's happening. No. No. There's there's a number of traits of common live music that, like, one can become very cynical towards if you're in it too much. Uh, the, you know the the shouting over random house music and it's like you know you'll hear the same staples you, you know like here I'll have, you you gotta like you're trying to talk to somebody you haven't oh someone i know that i haven't seen for a while let me talk to them and you got like you know walk over the speaker and like a exactly. bajillion you know it's like louder than the band that was just on stage was just playing and you exactly. dance and and uh, you, you know you're gonna wait 10 minutes for your damn beer it's gonna be eight fucking bucks and uh, then you know, and then if you play in a band where, where you're lucky enough to have people like you, you run into a class of people that are somewhat condescendingly called in, in standard touring rhetoric punishers. And these are people that essentially just like want to unload statements on you. And it's like you you are uh, you're kind of trapped. The, the reason they get this name is because one is it, basically if you don't want to be an asshole and blow off someone who who likes you and supports your music, which you don't, hopefully, right. um, then you've got to stand there and listen to them like list off concerts in roughly your genre that they have seen or something like that. And it's John's just talking like, about me, everybody. Right, right. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we've all been that. If I have to hear times, another, you know? dude, if I have to hear another like. 60 year old dude tell me like oh my god you sound like a death angel oh my god i saw slayer in 1985 at this venue i'm gonna yeah yeah it's like dude you think i do this for my life and i don't know what fucking genre i play right exactly you know and what other bands also exist in that genre like you know if i was the guy on the street and i'm like you know hey i heard that this was cool what is thrash metal then sure sure but uh, you know, <laughs> come, on. come it's, on. It's like it's super weird when it first. I don't know if you guys remember when it first. You, know, you guys are like honestly doing like Clayton. You went on tour with uh, David Ellison 
recently. I remember you were going to do like a possessed thing, and that fell through, but you ended up doing something else in Europe, if I recall, right? Well, that was the whole debacle of the virus, is that I got the possessed thing, I'm going to do that, and then um, the original guitar player, um, Mr. Gonzalez, decided he was going to do it, and so he plays in Gruesome with Matt Harvey from Zoom. Mm-hmm. And so they were going to Europe. So he went to possess. He asked me to do gruesome. And so I was like, yeah, gruesome. Great. So I learned an, I learned two full fucking sets of brand new music for both of these bands intending to go on these tours, which were both scheduled for mid-May. And then literally we're set to fly out gruesome on the 16th. And um, I think like, <coughs> like the 15th or 16th is when they did the lockdown, at least where I live. Um, and then we canceled the tour like three days prior to us flying out. So it was like, cool. Like the last three, four months of prep is just like. It, it, that's, that's really unfortunate there, Clayton. Uh, <laughs> Clayton, I'm sorry. Uh, it was, just, it, it was a bummer, man. But, you know, I mean. Oh, man. <laughs> no, it, that's the universe breaking balls. And, and you know, um. I felt it was rather unfortunate that our we announced our album release. We did a second mix on the fucking record. It's like during coronavirus. So we're going to yep. put out a record and then support it by sitting at home for two or more months. You know? And oh, that's on nice. Facebook ah. every day. <laughs> yeah, Let me tell. Live webcast. I mean, that's not quite a substitute in my, in my book for standing on a stage and playing the fucking songs. You know? Yeah, not, that's not that's not what we're about. Right. Did you Let guys me tell everybody consider- at home there, like, that record, like, oh my god, perfection. Like, <laughs> it's like someone researched the art of sucking and executed it on the highest possible level. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like someone just reached into my heart and pulled music out of it. Like, when Defiance of Fate comes on, I'm just like, oh my gosh. That one was Carlos's baby. I, I had to stretch the vocal range to fit that one because we've never done a ballady verse because I'm going ballistic most of the time. <laughs> but uh, you know that that sounds like a Carlos song for sure. After hearing Hexen for so many so many years, and then uh, his solo stuff too, it definitely is very Carlos. I hear he's talking yeah. about bringing it back. Well, I, I've, I've heard this too. Uh, I, I don't know the details now. We've been kind of a, a little strange from each other because no one's seeing each other right now. Um, but what I can tell you is Carl, Carlos has been a writing element in Warbringer since Worlds Torn Asunder. And yeah, I, he's got, uh, if you look for it, you, you can tell which ones he wrote. I think him and Adam and John Locks, all, all the three main Warbringer songwriters, you can really tell. They, they got some hallmarks. Adam, it's the dark melody stuff. John Locks has a lot of the like. There's a certain like groove with the like three, four, five chromatic like chun 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 notes that that he does a lot. Used to do a lot with. And then Carlos has a more like structured and orderly kind of way of arranging. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, and and actually that that gels with me really well because I'm always thinking like, what's the structure? And and he's like got a structure <laughs> planned out. You know, so that's. Uh, Defiance of Eight, he, he, I rolled into his his bedroom, you know, where he's got a studio, and we're just like, dude, uh, he's like, dude, listen to this, and I'm like, all right, I really like that. He didn't, we didn't know if that was going to be a Warbringer song, but I was like, let me take a shot at that, and, and that's the end result, and I actually, for like two or three months, we had a version that was the same instrumentation with the solo at the end, too, not the, not the verse solo, but the Carlos solo at the end, that was all there yeah. on the demo. Uh, exactly. I think you sent me that version. 
I think I did. I, I sent you a bunch of shit while this was being done, Quentin. Uh, but it was like uh, we it, it, we didn't have the verses. The vocal <laughs> existed only for the regular voice part, the silent dark, the whole end section. But none of the black metal verses were there. And I wrote those the night before we recorded it. So that song came to, it was like written in two parts on my end. And then Carlos had written like, he's one of those guys, Adam can do this too, where they just like write an entire instrumental song, all parts. And then I got to come right. up with something for it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like it's, it just really sucks as you guys release that record and like, Hey, by the way, everybody, global pandemic, what are you going to do? You know? And like, well, I, I was, I was going to say, did you guys consider pushing it back? I mean, so many other bands are doing that uh considered but obviously we released it so you can tell what the result <laughs> yeah. was right i mean i'm glad it was i'm glad it's out you know man like that record has been a really big part of like the last couple of months of my life it's been a pretty rough time and i'm like dude this album is like this is this is getting me through it you know fuck yeah sweet jams <laughs> yeah it's, you know it's, it's a good segue too if everybody at home is uh listening in if you guys are on Facebook, if you guys are on Twitch, if you guys are trying to jo uh, join us in the Zoom chat, uh, if YouTube's up. I'm not sure if it's up yet. I haven't got that confirmation. But we do have donations that we're taking. Donations split between the bands. They split between live music. We are trying to support live music. Uh, we are all like pretty much out of our uh, our supplemental income coming in here with with Warbringer, with Hatchet, with Phantom Witch, Apothecary. Yeah, I'm not kidding, dude. Everyone's hurting, and musicians are no exception. <laughs> None whatsoever. And everyone's got cap in hand right now. Oh, what a time! Chris, you can tell me if I say this right, because I know Chris. Chris is the YouTuber here, so he can tell me if I say this right. But uh, you're, if you guys are there, please, uh, you know, subscribe, give us a like, you know, put a, you know, toss some money in the tip jar. You know, it really, it really does a lot for us. You just like and subscribe. Oh, you, you have like to like. You have to smash the like button and obliterate the subscribe button. Speed yeah. You have to murder the comment section. Murder the comment <laughs> section. <laughs> if this video gets 10,000 likes and we get on trending, I'll get fucking the Warbringer logo tattooed on my ass. Let's get it going, boys. Oh, it's already dude. there. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's something like where if you wear some of those like certain 3D glasses, it appears. Or like under yeah. a black light. It's, one it's invisible ink, yeah, yeah. Invisible ink yes. tattoo. So like we were talking earlier and like I know it, this was a really weird thing for me. And you guys can kinda of tell me about your first experience, but I kinda of had my first like mega fan experience. Um it was in Sacramento. You were there, John. I don't know if you remember this, but we were sitting in Sacramento um on that Firepower Kills tour. And I would some guy I don't remember his name off the top of my head right now. So if you're watching, you can DM me on Instagram or DM the band, and like I will get to know you. You were a cool guy, um, <laughs> Senior Dudenstein. Senior Dudenstein was so he comes up to me. He's like, "Oh my god, you're Q Minor from Phantom Witch," and I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah." How do you know that? <laughs> you know, and he's like, "Oh my god, Death has me know I love that album." Like. This is my favorite album of all time. And you were sitting there. You started laughing so hard, John. Uh, <laughs> then I, I, it, it tickled my fancy a bit. Because, you know, I, I, I've been doing this for over a decade. So, so I've heard this kind of stuff. And one has to pretty much take it. In my view, one has to take it, like, with a genuine thankfulness, but also kind of, like, 
don't let yourself believe it too much because right. the thing that makes that guy think your album is so great is that you were really hard on yourself and critical about your own album. So if you lose that, the, the next time, that guy won't think your album's so great. That's how I view it. That's a good point. It's a very good point. <laughs> yes, X, that is Q from Phantom Witch. Thank you. Oh, do we have questions now, by the way? That's a, I'll ask yeah, that. Do, do we have them? I can't. Yeah, so if someone's popping into Zoom, you might not be able to get it on your phone, John, but I, I my screen, so I'll read them off if you get any. Read but them off if, if we have any for the group here. Uh, we could ask Chris about his, his uh, secrets to ba growing and maintaining illustrious beard and uh, perfect oh my God, facial man. hair. Like, look yeah. at this, look at this. I can't. Mine, That's I have, like, Native American, and I cannot well, do it. Well, here's Dude. the thing. I just moved in with my girlfriend, and she's been promoted to head of my hair. I'm head of drugs and alcohol in the household now, so... I have a lot more time to just like give at it with a beard a bit more. That's a fantastic cabinet position for both of you. Head of hair, heads of head of drugs and uh, alcohol. Drugs and, alcohol. Yeah. Uh, and then you got your secretary of state and you're good to go. Yeah. I want to get, well, we want to get a ferret. We want to get a ferret. That'd be sick. Oh man. Yeah. Ferret secretary of state. Ferret the ferret. <laughs> ferret the ferret. Yeah. Okay. I was half hoping that we'd get like a Faxi Klein um, cameo in this. Fatsy uh, Fatsy Klein's roaming the lands right now. She did something that was very endearing. So Fatsy Klein's a, a flat, a fat and fluffy black and white cat I have who's motionless most of the time and a little ornery <laughs> in an adorable way. So that's Fatsy Klein. Uh, she, she's pretty great. But we have a smaller cat called Zushka now who's very long for how small she is, a little black cat. And she was scared of a car, so she ran and hid over the fence. Batsy Klein left the house for like two minutes, ran over, grabbed Zushka, came back, saving the world one day at a time. Fatsy Klein. Wow. Um, Fatsy Klein wow. doesn't even Fatsy Klein doesn't even like Zushka. Nice. Zushka whaps at her tail, and Fatsy Klein doesn't want to do anything but sit there. Zushka has way too much energy. She doesn't even like her, but she went and got her. <laughs> so good, noble Fatsy. Fatsy's head of uh, head of security, clearly. That's right. That's oh, amazing. Man. Yeah, I, most of my like things, uh, pictures are a picture of my cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I use. Yeah. John Keevil, lead singer of thrash metal band Warbringer, cat. <laughs> no, like, yeah. That's just that's just expected. All metalheads love cats. cats. It's. It, uh, people delight in that kind of stuff because everyone thinks that like because you listen to metal that you are like a metal album cover all day right you yeah. know right. and it's like well i think a lot of that shit's pretty cool yes but uh i also like much of the same things as you like delicious food or you know, i am a human being with multifaceted yeah. interests interest and hobbies and things that precisely <laughs> precisely Clayton. yeah <laughs> i remember, I remember one time show. we filmed at my place and uh I had one of my hockey pictures in the background, and someone was like, well, that's not metal. Hockey's not metal. It's like, dude, holy shit. You can have interest outside of the genre of music you listen to, man. Oh, my God, dude. Like, it's just oh, draining. Dude. I don't want to talk about metal all day. You know, there's other shit in life that, that's of interest, too. Well, wow. that's yeah, film just, just lost 200 subscribers. Look at that. <laughs> that's yeah. not that's not true they, they want to talk about memes and beer and like all kinds of shit honestly you know, right, the, right. metal alone you can't you can't even do it because like how long do you want to do okay if you want to seriously talk about metal and you're not just like because you know what i don't really care to talk about too much what some guy in some band said or did 
Yeah. I, I yeah. care about when they made a record and what that sounds like. That's why I'm listening to musicians. Yeah. Uh, it's for the music. That's, I know, fucking crazy, right? <laughs> here we go. Oh, that's the only thing. We have a question. Like we have a question. That being said, here I am, a musician talking and not playing music. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, your, 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 your instrument is your voice. So technically speaking, technically, should I try to deliver the conversation melodically? Yeah. You know, should yeah, I deliver yeah, yeah. the conversation in a melody? I'm not very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Out of my expertise. <laughs> so we do have a question in the chat. They want to know, who is the structural writer of Apothecary and Phantom Witch? Uh, this is from X. This is X from Gershock. What's up, man? Uh, X. Phantom Witch is my baby, pretty much. Um, I wrote just—I wrote all the songs on Death as We Know It, or at least had a hand in all the songs, except for "In Delusion" was our old singer Mike. Um, and he had—that was a song he had brought back from an old band he had back in LA. Uh, fun story—he actually grew up with Carlos. He and Carlos were good friends growing up. <laughs> Carlos Cruz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they like had this whole like moment at that San Francisco show. He had come. He went with me. Oh, I remember. Okay, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, like, to answer your question, X Phantom Witch is mostly me. We're actually big reveal, everybody. We're working on new material right now. We have a whole new album that we're working on. I've showed a little bit of it to Chris and John. I'll probably send this on to Clayton later too. He's just hard to get a hold of. He's never online. Dude, I'm always online. You just don't know. <laughs> I'm always around. I'm so always around. with Apothecary, it's mostly you, right, Clayton? Uh, it's mostly me, yeah. Um, depending on the, the day of the week, I guess. But um, yeah, same. Right now, we're we're doing another record because I have like a I have a studio set up at home, right next to the screen that I've been because I have literally nothing better to do, and I have like a productivity fixation, I guess, where I feel like if I if I'm not doing enough, then I'm wasting my entire. You know what I mean? So I like, have to consistently be doing something that I feel like is worthwhile. Sounds like anxiety. Yeah, it's bad, dude. It's really bad, I, especially I, with this. Because it's easy when you when you're like when you have a job that you're getting paid for. You can just fuck off for eight hours of the day at work and be like, cool, I'm being productive. But when, when you're at home during a pandemic, it's quite different. You know. I know. I've I've had days because because one thing I like to do is at first I was like, glory, I could stay inside for weeks on end. All right, let's start up a campaign, you know. And I boot up my computer and I'm like, all right, who are we gonna do? Are we gonna do the Soviets or the British or what, you know? And uh, so then. Like, you know, three days later or whatever, with with multiple maps conquered, I'm like. Okay, it, it, you know, I'll end up where I'm like just booting up shit on my computer, deciding I don't want to do that anymore, closing it, repeat with another. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh god, I need something to do. I'm so yeah. sorry because I was planning on leaving on tour at like May first or something. So uh, it's been the only thing that's been keeping me moving is uh, basically taking care of my wife a lot honestly which has been nice uh that that allows me to feel a little productive and then um basically a lot of press for the album which is the one thing we can do to support it and oh boy we're doing it i'm writing more now than i was than i did when i was fucking doing uh, finishing my bachelor's like the last year <laughs> so we yeah. got some more in the chat here we got x 
X says he's a nobody. No, X, you're not a nobody. We love you. I love Gershaw. I know Clayton loves Gershaw. If you haven't listened to Gershaw, go listen to Gershaw. The band is awesome. They absolutely rip. Heck, if you want to get all philosophical, I am a nobody is a self-invalidating statement. It can't be true. That's true. Yeah. Cheer up, Tiger. (laughs) At the end of the day, you know, it's just a search for meaning in a cold uncaring world it is it is i, I know um that's so I, I mean i'm trying to write uh that, that's something else too i think metal can actually uh use some of the extremity of it to actually delve into really emotional shit you know it's got the one side that's like stoic and stone-faced and like deal with the, cruelty Ugh, you know and, and then, then you the come out with like when the like, gun fell silent and it's, we're just like oh oh okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, dude. Remember when Guns came out and, like, you just dedicated half an hour of your day to listening to that song? Like, morning, <laughs> afternoon, and evening. That's oh, with Defiance of Fate, and then Glorious End is another one, too. Glorious dude, End. Dude, can, you can ask my girlfriend. I was really drunk in the car on the way back home from a friend's place not so long ago. I got pretty emotional, like, halfway through the album. Like, the drunk, <laughs> like, the drunk, like, oh, man, I remember John talking about this. It was so cool. <laughs> no, I, I remember I drunkenly explained uh, the entire lyric of Glorious End to, to Chris once, like a year and a half before it was written. So that yeah, was, dude, uh, oh and God. it was the same song. And then Chris saw that, so he's like, dude, wow, you did it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So we got Ghost is Garbo on Twitch wants to ask me why the Phantom Witch hats are always out of stock. Because, because I took all of them. Because I, yeah, Chris took all of them, and I am yeah. always broke. That is a fact. Um, <laughs> we pretty much are funding the band completely out of pocket. I actually just graduated from college, so I've been on that college kid uh, ramen ramen uh, income, you know. Um, and a lot of it ends up going back into funding things and like paying off stuff like that. And, um, we're still in the hole on that. That's we know it was actually successful for the size band we are. And we ended up, we're still, I think, like $700 in the hole on it, you know? Yeah, you should. Yeah, no. Yeah, you should, buddy. <laughs> if I wanted to make money, I would not be playing for that. I can tell you that for a uh, fact. <laughs> let me tell you, a decade later, let me tell you, I'm still probably in the hole somewhere. There's money hemorrhaging somewhere that I'm not realizing. But we actually did just talk to the, um, the person who was doing the hats before, kind of dropped the ball on us a couple of times. And before tour last year, we ended up not having them for tour. Um, they weren't printed on time. We had a lot of time to do them. So we were pretty unhappy with that. But we have moved to some, um, the same people who do some of our t-shirts are doing our hats. And I actually just messaged them today because I knew this question was going to come up. I was getting some done. Um, we just don't want to hold a lot of inventory right now because it's quarantine. But I mean, I've had like six people ask me like, hey, I want to buy a Phantom Witch hat. And I'm like, okay, well, there's demand. No. I have to supply. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me just, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't get one. Yeah. Now, even like normally now, we'd be ordering a bunch of inventory, but we're doing like, e- even the stuff we're doing is like sm- relatively small batches uh, just because the quarantine situation, we don't, we don't have any touring opportunities. So we don't want to be sitting on like, you know, sitting on a ton of inventory, really, even though it's normally the better way to do it is large amounts. Uh, 
it's you know the hats are fucking cool by the way but my question is are you gonna have an extra jumbo hat version that's for for people of massive fro status <laughs> like because you know if you wore it you'd have to scrunch the fro but what if you had one that was just it's like tailored super to, huge it was just tailored to fit the fro and you could have both you can have your cake and eat it too fuck you old cliche you know what? Let me talk to them. We're, we'll, we'll, we will we will engineer this. We're gonna, we're gonna make this happen. Only the few, the proud, can wear this hat. The and there's like one, there's like the proud, one guy who just has a pros. really big head, and he's like bald, but he just has a really big head. He's like, oh, finally a hat that fits me. It's it's the big. <laughs> we'll call he, it the big brain hat. And that's how he becomes a fan of Phantom Witch. Hey, that's a real thing, though, man. That's a real thing. Like the amount of people that come up to you and you're like, and they're like. When are you going to have a 16XL for me, dude? Every show somewhere, that's happening. Yeah, you know, and what's funny, I always think that Murphy's Law is one of the governing things of the universe. Like, Isaac Newton left that one off his list of principles, <laughs> you know? Uh, but it's like, if you do stock your 3XL or whatever, then no, then you're just going to have it taken up. No one's going to buy don't, it. If you don't, then then you will need it. Uh, so everything in the universe seems to go that way to me. <laughs> like, and and you're just kind of in a permanent uphill slog against those forces. And at this point, I just kind of look at it like, this is funny. <laughs> you know, I I can either let it make me miserable or just like laugh at the way fate seems to play tricks on everyone in like small ways every day with stupid shit. <laughs> We got on Facebook Ben Smith, who is most definitely not in Hatchet. No, not. he's not the drummer for Hatchet. I swear. He's in. The, he's in a French thrash band called Hachet. Hachet. Yes, Hachet. Hachet. <laughs> uh, he's calling okay. for a Warbringer, Phantom Witch, and Hatchet uh, post quarantine show. Well, Ben doesn't okay. want to play shows. <laughs> ben does not want to play shows. Why is he asking then? Is he is he like Ben's imposter or something? They got a hold of his computer. Is a Russian hacker pretending to be Ben here? What's going on? You know, on? it's probably it's um it's Devin. He's just he's singing. it's gotta be because he does what he, it can't be Ben because he wants to play shows. Okay, no. I will tell you guys off like right off. Patchet or like Warbringer, everyone wants to play a show with Phantom Witch. I am always down. Like I'll drop stuff for you guys. <laughs> Okay, just bring that up. Bring that up north of the border, though. Yeah, let's Jeez. let's go. Let's go up to Prince George, and then you can fly out to it, <laughs> like clear across the fucking country. There you go. One, one of the labels can cover that. We wanted yeah. to uh, Canada this past year because um, I did two tours this year. So I toured in with Phantom Witch, and then I also did a tour with my other band, Section Fifty One Fifty, where I play bass. Uh, but Phantom Witch, we wanted to play Canada. We wanted to do one Canada on the border, um, but we can't because couple, like couple of members in the bands have DUIs. You Dude, know? Canada, yeah, Canada sucks with that, man. Yeah, we uh, it, it, we used to have to play Canada with Adam Carroll on drums for like a year or two when we had Nick Ritter in the band. E he had an old DUI from like years and years before he was touring, but they would just every time we'd either have to pay like, you know, 200 ish dollars to get him into the, into the country or 
um, if if kind of it seemed you know because it wasn't my deal, so it seemed arbitrary to me. All right, but uh, it was like, or sometimes they wouldn't let us pay the two hundred dollars seemingly at random, and we'd have to leave them at the border, put them on a bus to the next American city we were going to, and have Adam Carroll play drums and, and do the show with one guitar. And Warbringer did that like upwards of twenty, thirty times uh, gigs where we did that setup in our career as a result of uh, that, basically. <laughs> You want to play Canada? Don't drink and drive. Don't do it. Ever. Just, just don't even drink because, like, you never know because they're going to get you. But uh, right. I, I had an old uh, possession of marijuana from back when I was, like, 18 in Moore Park or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was first touring, that was still on my record. It phases off after a time. Uh, but I asked, the, you know, so they asked me, and I told them that I did have it because if you lie to them, then they can use that as reason. You know, they have your record, so they're going to ask you if, you if you lie to them, then they can say, they can come like, up with why the reason. Why even ask? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it's just, so I told him, and then he's like, that's not enough. You know, and I'm like, so is that okay? He's like, it's not enough to keep you out of Canada. Enjoy your trip. <laughs> wow. One time they turned us around and it was at the Canadian border made us put Nick Ritter back. And so we had to go down. It was like south of Winnipeg. So we're in like North Dakota. <laughs> not, not the greatest place to drop a guy and, and then like drive off. Right. Uh, so we drop him at the border station, North Dakota, come back. But as we're turning to do that, the U.S. return border throws us into a windowless room for three hours. And then oh. after that, we turn right back around. Drop, we drop, drop Nick Ritter off, turn right back around, go back to Canada. But it's just so for weird. no reason, we told them, like, we're just turning around, and, and you could verify that. They, they kept us in a windowless room for three hours. We showed up and, like, had to throw our gear on the stage and go. The borders are not mm. the ally of bands. Uh, one time, the dude from another band uh, uh, had a tiny piece of weed in his pocket, and they, they were the headliners. We're touring with them. And just because we're on the same tour, we showed up like to the border like an hour and a half later than they did. But they searched our whole van too, and we're like, ah. <laughs> you know, the amount of times I've been through the Canadian border, we have never, not once, not been searched. Literally every single time. Every. Did you say time. sorry? Yeah, I was, sorry, sorry. I don't know what to do, eh? But literally. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, I don't know if it's the van we're driving or what, but man, it's like every single time, every time. We always have to go inside. Hair, man. That's a long hair. Don't do it. Hey, no, as you, it would be funny if, as you say, I don't know if it's the van we're driving or what, and then like we cut a picture of your van and it says like 420 legalize it on the side, has a pot leaf, like pot Harley's blasting out of it. Well, <laughs> the first van we had when I joined the band that had to have had for like 10 years was this like 97 or 98 Dodge, like 15 passenger, but it was a cargo van. So there was no insulation in it whatsoever. It was bare sheet metal, right? And it had bumps in it. So when it was zero degrees outside, it was like negative 12 in the van. And it was 100 degrees outside, it was 130 in the fucking van. It was the worst van of all time. And so it just looked, it looked like a drug dealer van, straight up. And so we, we got pulled over constantly in that, constantly. Um, and then, <laughs> Once that van died in Wyoming, stranded us in Wyoming, we picked up Ben's van, thank God, which had AC. It was a little bit shorter, but it had air conditioning. It had space for all of us. And that one's painted with spray paint, red and black. Like, uh, <laughs> so did it, it, say, like. it, 
if it didn't say pull me over on it, it may as well have, you know? It's that, and we have, like, a brand new all-black trailer because the one we had prior burned in a fire. Jules' house uh, was in Santa Rosa during the fires a few years ago. So we have a brand new black trailer and this, like, <laughs> like spray-painted old van. It's just like, nah, you guys got that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. What What's the... What's the like short of doing something like actually illegal you know just just like putting cosmetic shit on your vehicle um i I don't know what if you wrote like on the back of your trailer like we are anarchists and we have drugs and then drew like and then drew like a hammer and sickle on it just to rub it you know that's not anarchism but what you know just every everything all the things you don't like here in one package you know i think that constitutes probable cause there you go if we i I mean I don't know. It almost doesn't because, like, what a person who actually does ever write that in a thousand years? I, I don't know. Maybe I'd like to see some wily or- lawyer uh, argue that in a court of law. Oh my god. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So we got pulled over in Utah once upon a time. Okay. And Utah is not a great place to be in general. Sorry, but uh, we got pulled over once, and Devin had just joined the band, our bass player, like a few months prior, full time. He toured with the band before that, but he just joined full time. And so we Ben and I had only known him for like six months, eight months, whatever. Jules had known him for years. And so we get pulled over. Uh, the cops take all of our IDs. And I don't know if Devin's ID was just like expired or it didn't come up in the system or whatever. And so the cop pulls Devin out, brings him to his car, asks him for his social security number, also does not come up. So the cop thinks that Devin's lying to him puts him in cuffs, puts him in the back of his truck, comes up to our van and starts asking us, like, how long have you known this guy over here? What's this guy's name? What's his deal? How long have you known him? And Ben and I are just like, uh, Jules, he's your friend, dude. Like, we have no idea. We've known this guy like six months. Why? Is he a terrorist? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. It was, it was gnarly. And I, I guess they ended up being able to trace him from, like, some, some – uh, house that he had owned in West Virginia or something. They found him and realized that he wasn't lying to them about his identity, but it was just like, I don't know, dude. Not my guy, I swear. (laughs) All right, we got some questions in chat. I'm going to get to those right now. Before we do, remember, everybody, we are doing this for charity. All of your donations will be going to the bands. It will be going to support live music. Please. If you're on YouTube, smash that like button, hit that subscribe. Chris over there, he is spreading the love. He is hitting the single. He, he is missing the love right now. He was, spreading the, he was spreading the love in public and he got arrested. Dude, oh my God. Holy shit. We won't, my girlfriend and I don't go to Sobeys anymore because when we did the social distancing stick, we had a fucking Karen watching us at the end cap of the aisles. Oh man, it was ridiculous. And they were like, they had security follow us like on the way out too. All because, yeah, all it was it was ridiculous. But then we filmed we filmed on the boardwalk and everyone loved it. Like a, a mom wanted to get involved with it. Uh, how dare you being weird in public? One stick <laughs> length away, everybody. One <laughs> stick length. If you haven't seen the video, remember one stick length away at all times. You don't want COVID. And CBC <laughs> respond to my fucking email. God damn it. <laughs> We've got some questions in the chat here. I'm going to read them off. So X from Gershock says that Phantom Witch should invest in helmets instead of hats. Okay, you know, I'll think about that. We'll get 
helmets. Mosh helmets with a flipped up brim. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, I got a concussion just... at an ex mortis show one time. Like that was terrible. That was a, like the first and only time I've ever had a concussion. Strange to believe. Oh, lucky you. Dude, yeah. hel helmets would trigger the mosh pit arm arms race, though, because once you have, like, say, half the dudes in the pit have helmets and the others don't, if you bang heads with one of those guys, you're at a major disadvantage. You better step up your, your mosh weaponry. And then, like, boots, you know, serious boots become standard, and just, like, you'll have, like, full mosh armor, and it'll look like the Middle Ages, but with, uh, you know, more of a circle. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, just throw in my hockey equipment, if anything. That's, a yeah, that's the armor it'll be like I ho want, yeah. Hockey nights, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it. I kill for that. Oh god, I just I just made Canada jizz right there. Hockey nights. <laughs> <laughs> hockey night in Canada would never be the same. Oh, you dude, a movie. What if there's a movie called, like, The Night of the Ice, and it was, like, you know, like, King Arthur and the Toronto Maple Leafs go and win the, the championship <laughs> with, the oh, my, dude. With, with the mighty hockey stick Excalibur that he pulls out of the stone, you know? Well, watch the Leafs win the Stanley Cup this year while there's no one in the stands. It's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, well, of I'm course talking. that. Hey, Murphy's Law. Of course, that would be the year they do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we got. Oh my god. We got Ghost is Garbo in the chat. Loves that Chris is eating popcorn on the stream. It's actually um. Sizzler's a pice. We can't see it. Your green screen kills it. A whole bunch of nothing, dude. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of nuts and shit. Oh man, we know how Chris loves nuts. Loves Goblin nuts. nuts. Yeah. Well, I'm Greek. It's in my nature to be gay, so. I mean, hey. Not wrong with that, dude. Not wrong with that. Yeah, we don't judge here. I'm from like two hours south of San Francisco. <laughs> we don't judge here. Me meanwhile, I'll suddenly have a powdered wig and bang a gavel. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you know that uh, that old UK thrash band, Savat, uh, Sabbath, uh, yeah. where it's like, it, it's uh, for all those who died, you know, you stand accused of heresy and witchcraft. How do you plead? Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. <laughs> guilty. 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 <laughs> that character rules. He only appears in the intro of that one song, but that guy rules. You know what he looks like. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the meanest oh, looking yeah. powdered wig guy you ever did see. <laughs> so we got Suzanne is asking, hi Suzanne. We got Suzanne's asking, uh, what shows have we binge watched during quarantine? Uh, I binge, let's see, I, I, so I'm a big anime fan. I'm a total like Nerd, let me tell you, like, worst case of nerditis. I binged um, Blue Exorcist was one. Uh, My Hero Academia I've been watching. Uh, of course, Rick and Morty. That's best anime. <laughs> best anime. Best <laughs> I've anime seen all I've those. I, I've seen all of those ones. Yeah. Um, I watched all of BoJack Horseman recently. That was, uh, that was a trip. <laughs> um, and I, Godzilla. I downloaded... <laughs> Totally legally downloaded uh, all of the Godzilla movies, every single one except for like the 1998 one and like Godzilla's Revenge because those ones are bad. <laughs> but I've been trying to chew through them as I can. I've been getting real hyped for Godzilla versus Kong coming up here. Oh, what about uh, you? Guys, what have you guys been hitting? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've watched a lot of live PD because I think it's hilarious. Uh, I always watch To Catch a Predator reruns because it's my favorite show of all time. <laughs> um, and other than that, oh man, the most terrifying line ever spoken by humankind. I've ever seen. Right over there. 
Oh, I'm this. Chris Hansen. You were right. Sweetheart. I did my era. Yeah. There's a community. There's a community of like to catch a predator fans. They're called TCAP, which obviously subsequent. Right? Mm -hmm. And apparently, Back. Chris Hansen has like been through some controversies. He like cheated on his wife, and he's kind of out of favor with a bunch of networks and stuff now. And so he's like basically trying to extort his fan base, like the TCAP community, by like cutting videos off of YouTube and copyright claiming shit and uh. starting his own channel and. Apparently, Chris Hansen is not the hero that I thought he was, but I don't know. Never meet your heroes, it says, I, they say, you know. I've had great luck. John, oh, hey, cool hey, 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 look. Oh, yo, it's Fatsy. It's Hi, Fatsy. Fatsy cameo. Okay, she's going inside. There, oh. but, like, they say, like, don't meet your heroes, but, like, John, you've been, like, one of the coolest. I mean, like, I have your phone number at this point. Like, I can just call you up. And I have, you know, I've been like, hey, I'm not having a good day. And you're like, all right, well, like, tell me about it. You yeah, know? that's happened a couple times. It has. <laughs> it has, you know, but that's, I think that's super cool. That's super important. And I mean, like, I'd be lying if I said that that wasn't like a contributing factor to like what I love about Warbringer. Because it's like part of it. Yeah, it's just the music. It's phenomenal. But then on the other hand, it's like, you guys are just cool. Clayton's super cool. You yeah. know, Bulls is super cool. I got to meet Dave Lombardo and that dude was like the nicest guy Oh my God, Dave and Gary Holt. You know, you were talking about the day how cool Gary was to you guys when you um, produced your record. Yeah, he he was a wonderful guy. He he treated us very friendly uh, for every time I've ever seen him. So nothing but great things to say. And, and you know that that day we're coming from a guy with with his kind of background. I was just like, yeah, it's it's great, and it makes you it makes you happy about the art form you're participating in because you know it's just like these are. Good. You, you want to you prefer to support good people you know ideally yeah you know yeah. like if i meet somebody and they're like they treat me like garbage i'm like hmm wow your band's not nearly as cool as i thought it was now you know one uh, one that i like that i i like their music a lot but i really really don't like their fan practices is winter sun i i like their music i'm not really into symphonic metal that much but i really like the way this guy writes it i think he's pretty much yeah. the best in the biz at that however the whole thing they're doing with like construct the studio here's something that they don't say like oh, hey so, so you, you know what they call a completed and furnished modern studio that's a valuable piece of capital you can then that's a valuable facility that you can now make money from because you have this wonderful, super expensive studio. Hey, these don't those don't just grow on trees. You can charge people to record their music there. He's getting his fans to pay for that, and he can live off that. He doesn't want anybody in his studio. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe the guy's actually that crazy. But it's like, you, you know... Um, you know what everyone else does? They fucking go in whatever studio they book and, and they record the record. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, right. That, that's what they do. And, uh, you know, you try to find the best one and it's not going to be your dream because it never is. And in your head, it always sounds a little better. And that's, this guy wants this guy wants his own studio and he's got a winter fund to pull from to do it. Apparently. Out find her son, dude. 
No, but and it's like, and you won't get time to, which isn't even the record I want. I I, I thought the like stopgap one he did the four seasons, the, the first track on there really impressed me. But any you know, but uh, and the first record's better than time. Uh, time is one of those where you, you you can't do the drinking game because if you do it every time you hear the word time, you're fucked. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you just die. You're just dead. Yeah. It, no, it's like un, un inconceivable. Even if you're like watering it down, you, you just can't even countenance that. Uh, you know another one, and I'll ruin this for you. The entire Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Anytime they say the word pirate or do a pirate cliche, if you take a drink, oh god, you'll hate it. Um, I actually tried that once. It's brutal. Uh, <laughs> Self punishment. But anyways, uh, it's like I just really hate that, and it really bothers me that music. I, I went and saw the guy's concert in LA. That's a show I went and bought a ticket to. I don't do that too often. And it's like it's. Uh, then I learned about all that after. And I was like, oh, you know, it, that that shit sucks. You know? It's one of those things, man. It's one of those things. Like, how how do you strike a balance, or how do you analyze about that? Whose noise is that? Whose noise is what? Like is it like someone talking in the background? Nobody it ain't me. I'm just I'm just sitting my in my yard, is. dude. No, oh, I dude. I hear it. It's a fucking noise for sure. Yeah, thank you. Okay, it's not me. I'm like it's a fucking whooshing and noising. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah I don't hear it. Bashing. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, how do you strike a balance between like, you know, get your bag? Like, if there's a fan base that's want to support you, get get your money. I totally support that. But like, they gave this guy a million fucking dollars to build a studio. <laughs> a million fucking dollars. Like, yeah, dude, no, half a million. Whatever. I know. Can so someone give me a million bucks so I can fucking Seriously. buy a house? You know, yeah, dude, I could, I could chill way harder and still do this. It would be great. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Bro, I could write the chillest record of all time if you guys just purchased uh, me a home. Like, come hey, on. Hey, actually, shit, maybe if, if you want me to keep putting out good records, don't give me a million dollars. If we look at precedent, that'll make me worse, you know? <laughs> the next Warburger GoFundMe, nobody's going to donate to at all, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's you know, keep a... Uh, we, we've never done any of that. Uh, it pretty much... We, you know, could we probably, probably if we if we like did that, we probably could raise some money and then we have more money than we, we do not doing that. But it's just like oh, I would hate. I then I would have to look myself in the mirror and I fucking did that. No, not worth, not worth. It's hard to justify when you don't have a really valid reason to do it. When Ex Mortis's van broke down on the road. Yeah, and they're trying to complete their tour. That's entirely valid. There's nothing wrong with that, and that's great how people will lend support in circumstances like that, where it's like a freak accident, you know. Totally. But speaking of, not, yeah. Speaking of not begging, we have a donations box because we're all. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know I was doing that. I'm not. Uh, you know, we I'm got, just, we got a tip here. jar. You guys can donate. <laughs> Donation split between the band to help to go to support live music in the Bay Area. You know, like and subscribe. Hit that bell icon on YouTube. Do all the stuff that they would tell you to do on a J Hoff Films video. Yeah. Annihilate the subscribe button. Make it wish it was never digitized. Digitized. That's the main comment with dicks and rips. We got some more comments in the. In the Q and A here, yeah. get some questions going. Yeah, we got some questions. We got Got Beer sixty nine, nice name, very nice. Uh, he wants to know, Q, are you going to see violence in August if it does happen? I, if you know me, then you should already know the answer to that question. When is there ever a Bay? 
Clash concert that I don't go to. That one most never. You go violence back to is like playing. <laughs> you go back to like the eighties. I'm like not. You, you go one, back I'm like to like a ghost. Like Exodus in their friend's bedroom the first time they ever played in front of people ever, and like you know they got like young Paul Bailoff there on the mic and the Quentin's like right next to him in the in the picture. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, from Varun. Hi, Varun. He's up. Varun. If you want to know any songs in the catalog that became fan favorites that maybe you weren't expecting, I can tell you the general for Apothecary. That's <laughs> literally a fan favorite. A one fan favorite. This one right here. Right there. This that's it. Yeah. It's funny, you know. I see what you did, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Sick. Yeah, yeah, like Quentin's dude. in that photo for some reason, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, fan favorite songs that I wasn't expecting. I think um, Basilisk. Strange people ask me to do that one, and like I'm the only one who knows how to play it. I wrote that song. That was actually the first song I ever wrote. And I'm Blood the only on the guy ice. in the Blood band. On the yeah, Blood on, but we knew Blood on the Ice was going to be a popular one. Like Blood on the Ice, like that was. Yeah, this is this is primo. This is gold. We're good with this one. But like people ask me to play Basilisk all the time. Yeah, this is like one of my favorite songs. I'm just like, oh, okay, that's like the first thing I ever wrote. Dang. And like nobody else in the band wants to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone else in the band is going to play that one because it's in that, it's in 6 8. And like vocally, like, if you heard it, John, you know, give mm-hmm. it a after we get off stream or something, but like the vocal patterns in that song just suck. <laughs> It just, I, I, I feel that about some of my early vocal patterns, to be fair. I, you know, <laughs> I, I got one. I, I might, we have actually pretty much chewed through my phone battery, so I'm, I'm going to be out either voluntarily or involuntarily soon. But uh, I, I got one of these. Uh, Beneath the Waves is the one that like the oh, band never, never, ever wants to play because it's it, I, I, I enjoy it, too. And, I, you know, I watched the movie Das Boot, and then I was like, submarines are cool, and I wrote that song. Uh, <laughs> and uh, But it's very... Uh, there's a certain kind of metal riff that we call high school riffs. It's because they're the kind of riffs that metal dudes write when they're in high school, mm-hmm. and we know that because yeah. we were metal dudes in high school. Um, but Beneath the Waves is super high school riffs, <laughs> you know? With some, and, uh, and those, yeah, but... Uh, that one is, uh, yeah, that, that's become a, a like a random uh, fan favorite uh, that we never play. <laughs> that we hear like every, you know, that one we get consistent requests for. It's not any of the, uh, you know, it's rarely one of the other like lesser played War Without In tracks. It's usually that one. Which is I want Systematic Genocide to make a comeback. That's the one I want. Oh well, okay. Uh, I don't know. That's not the most popular political view nowadays. <laughs> What are you telling me? You guys don't <laughs> you know, like you're, systematic you're, genocide? Like, it doesn't mean it doesn't have a fan base. Okay, your background turns into one of those like Nazi eagles or something. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus, Quentin, this got dark. <laughs> <laughs> so what about with you, Clayton? Like with the pop series, and then like with action. Like, what are you guys' like those songs? I mean, of course, we said the general, you know, but well, like I, people other than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I was going to bring that up. It's like it, it's funny how like. You can be a band, you can like write write and record an album, and you can do all the press shit, and you can say, like, all right, this is going to be the first single, it's going to be the second single, it's going to be the video, it's going to be what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. And you can put all that shit out there, 
then the entire fan, get, fan base can be like, no, 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 fuck that song. We like this song better. And then you have to make that song single. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so for, for Apothecary, it was obviously Parting, Parting in Morning, which was like our, our long, like, melodic death metal song. It, it ended up getting posted to some, like, big YouTube channel. And uh, Anyway. And then Hatchet, it was um, a lot of the songs off of Dawn of the End, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I feel like that was the record that really kind of, like, made Hatchet bigger in a lot of ways. They did a lot of tours after that, before I joined. Um, and then a lot of songs off of the new record, too. But we haven't really had a chance, obviously, because all this shit started to, to really play a lot of them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I see one question here in the chat. That is specifically for John. I know that his batteries don't. Yeah, well, I can park at my desk if I want to. But uh, yeah, also, but, uh, I told my wife it would only be about an hour this time because the last one of these I did was three fucking hours. Look, man, I'm not trying to piss off Noel. Noel's my friend. Yeah. She, so <laughs> Aldo from Facebook wants to know specifically for Keevil can you tease what songs from the new album you'll sing on future tours? Um, honestly, I think we're gonna do here. I'm gonna plug myself in so I can hang out with you guys longer. Uh, oh, there's Fatsy again. So, oh yeah, do, yeah, Fatsy. She's chilling with this. Is, I I cuddle here with Fatsy all the time and read books. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, basically, we're gonna probably do all the singles. Uh, I'd like to be able to pull out Defiance of Fate live because I think that's a sick tune. And basically, like I'd like to be able to play pretty much anything off the damn record and i'd probably like to do a set that's uh heavily weighted on weapons and woe to the vanquished because that's the current lineup that's there now and uh i think it's very relevant to have the band be like here you know because we've had a lot of different members and it's like here's us as strong as we've ever been and it's these guys the dudes that are here now you know, and make that statement. Because I do think Woe and, and Weapons are better than anything we've done before. And I like the records we've done before in general. Uh, so I think we'll be heavily weighted towards those. When we went out on Vanquish, we would just do the whole fucking record. So we might even do that. Uh, we haven't planned on it. And we haven't been able uh, to to meet and rehearse all this either. So, uh, you know, if we had to tackle something like Heart of Darkness live, that would, that would take some work to get the band up to album speed on it you know uh mm. but so so we're planning to do heavily from that and uh pretty much everyone really loves the new record so we're gonna play a lot of the new record where we believe in it and the fans like it so you can expect uh probably at least half the damn album in any live set and maybe more that makes me happy uh, yes. happy, but it most definitely makes me happy <laughs> I would hate it man I would hate to be one of those bands that like when you put out a whole new album of original material that you gotta go and like play songs you wrote like a decade ago and play this yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the like, definition of a legacy band though right like you put out a new record to stay relevant but nobody wants to hear it they just want to hear all your old shit yeah. yeah you know um, one, one of the bands that kind of like uh, to some extent unfairly gets that is exodus actually exodus put out some so very strong modern material i think and then yeah. they're, but they're there's like because bonded by blood is the record it is we, you know it's we all know what that what the fuck that means to people um they gotta like you know if they don't play like you know at bonded least the strike of, of the bonded, beast yeah if they miss um, any of like the main song. Yeah. right right which is yeah, so funny I, sorry go ahead Oh no! Just they got it. So those guys, like you know, they're 
those are great songs, but they're not like always. I think I don't think they're like always the most stoked to play those ones because they're like, geez, they're the same ones forever and ever. Uh, and it, I'd imagine if it were me anyway, there's me guessing, you know, I don't know what they think, but uh, it might feel like, ah, shit, so I can't write anything that good again, you know, right? no matter right. what I actually write, you know. So. It's a huge expectation to live up to now, especially in their case, because they, I mean, they had been playing those songs for years prior to the record coming out because they were dragging their feet so long, couldn't get their shit together, right? And then right after that record, Bailoff leaves, and then they get uh, Zeta, Susan, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, so it's like they, they had all of this like provenance, provenance, and, and like this this scene behind them, and they built this entire repertoire of music, and then it took them like three years to get it out, and then they changed singers. You know, yeah. It's a lot to live up to in that because it was such an influential piece of uh, music to see. That was, I mean, that was like the story with Death As We Know It. I mean, like that album went through like four different lineups within like the time that it was being produced. Just like the same, we had the whole album done and then we lost a member. You know, we parted ways with our old vocalist and we had to like, okay, well now, and he was also the bass player. So we had a new vocalist come in. We had to have all of that redone. The guitar player he got fired like two weeks before a tour and we the guy who's on the album dave had to come in and like he recorded that entire record within the span of a week you know to, mm -hmm. like, to all the solos that he did which are phenomenal i love everything he did on it but it's a lot of like rock and roll licks because that's what he, he's just like yeah that's what i had and he was like i don't have time to write right i'm just gonna come in here and just hammer it and he i mean he sat in my kitchen back here <laughs> for like 13 hours one day and we just hammered out that whole record his fingers were just like blood red by the end of that it was it was sounds rough. like some sounds like some kirk hammett kill them all yeah fly you in last minute so we're coming up on um on wrap-up time here so remember everybody we are live on youtube twitch you can join us in zoom if you want to get in here before we cl uh, close it smash that like button on youtube destroy it nuke it with speed and power unsurpassed destroy it um, hey. subscribe button you know, we got to get in here. Um, and, you know, if you guys can donate, we are all musicians. We are all broke. We know you're broke, too. So we're asking, it's like broke guys asking other broke guys to make us less broke. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, so we got some more questions in chat. And I want to make sure we get through these here. So we got one for Chris, which, by the way, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Chris. I know you yeah. Thank you guys for having me on here. Yeah, for, for those who don't know, Chris is Chris Channel's one of the funniest uh, metal-related things out there today, and, and the dude's just rad to hang out with. I've always enjoyed doing so I, I was happy to see you on here. I just did one with Chris, like, a couple weeks ago, too. Mucho gracias. I was in our old place, and then the fucking pandemic happened, and then we had to move somewhere where rent was cheaper. But, uh, so, Q, what was the uh, question? So, they wanted to ask you... Between Jared Dines, Rob Scallion, Stevie T, or Spectre Stone Studios, who would you rather do a collab with? Um, Stevie T stole one of our video ideas, so we're not going to do a thing with him, even though we offered to do a video with him. And we know we you live in Ontario. Answer our fucking emails, Stevie T. Um, ooh. Okay, Jared Dines I don't consider metal. And the Spectre Media guy, he's from Windsor. I like him a lot. And he... Um, he produces a lot of local bands around here. There's a folk metal band called Protocult, Protocult that he um, recorded for. And I met him one time. He was a really funny dude. So probably him. Okay, cool, man. So with, we got, I think we got time for one more. I know, John, you got to go. We don't want to make 
It, it's not like urgent. I, I, you know, so uh, my wife's watering the garden. Basically, I just told her I wouldn't like take up the house for hours on end talking about metal. You know, because that's what I've been. I've been doing a lot of that. <laughs> So it's totally one. fair. It's totally fair on her part, you know. But she ain't in the house yet, so I'll uh, I'll wrap it up when it's about time, and I, I think we're gonna have dinner or something. But uh, it, nice. she, she's out watering the plants, and we, we garden every day during the pandemic. We're, oh yeah, so metal. That's not <laughs> metal. Yeah, yeah, right again. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is. It's in Spinal Tap. Bizarre gardening accident. You know. There you uh... go. Wait, wait till you just start doing ad reads. I saw some kid on Instagram that like blurred out my face and wrote, and you guys saw Metallica were sellouts, Jayhawk films are sellouts, ad reads, what is this shit? Like mm. paying my bills. I know, <laughs> I know. Real, hey, Come on. Heating. No, you gotta go on the you gotta go on like the punk rock diet. No punk for profit, dude. Come on. Oh yeah. Punk rock MBA, dude. The, the, the diet of of, uh, of like shitty beer and maybe food. Yeah, <laughs> you know. uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, you know, get your priorities in order. <laughs> so let me chew through these real quick. Some of these are just statements and shout outs I want to get through, and we have a couple more questions coming up. So Nate Firth, my good buddy, he's got fan much tattooed on his arm. He's like the what? Yeah, no, like number one fan. He says that we need to play a local show in Salinas, our hometown, again soon. When Salinas has a venue and people show up, I will play. I will play anywhere that pays me to show up. 100%. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. People think that like when they say come to blank, they, they don't understand that the, the musician is summoned by the contract that says you will play here on this day for this <laughs> much. That, that's the right of summoning a band. It's it's not leaving comments in the comment section. It's right. getting a, lo- a a rare and strange creature whose logic I don't understand called the promoter to go and and make this contract appear and like conduct the rights and then the band with that name shall appear for they smelled the smell of however much money it said on the contract. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and 100%. now they pro- and now they have announced it and they're professionally obligated too because they can't like just announce a show and not play it. You won't be mm-hmm. a band for very long if you do that. We we read all of your comments, Indonesia, and now we have appeared in your capital city. <laughs> Wouldn't it work, dude? That that would be the ultimate uh, democratization of music. There, summoned us. Enough people say, "Come to Brazil," and like, phew, I just wake up one morning and I'm like, where, "Where am I?" You know. <laughs> all right, so we got one here. Matthew McCarter from Facebook says, "Hey guys, huge fan. I can't wait to see you guys again uh, once this is all over. Bring X Mortis on tour as well. I'm pretty sure that's for John." Ex Mortis is one of my personal favorites too. So yeah, anytime you can get Warbreaker and Ex Mortis on tour, I am with it. Or like Hatchet and Ex Mortis, I'm also with it. And honestly, any of these bands have been bands we've been playing shows with since uh, since They're forever, basically we've since for, since the dawn of time. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so we got X who says Chris Hansen is doing pretty good chasing around Onision on YouTube like a Scooby Doo montage until the lockdown douses every. Yeah, that was pretty funny to watch. Oh man, I, I haven't seen this, but uh, maybe I should. Uh, oh yeah, it was it was a show. Let's see, Got Beer sixty nine from Twitch wants to know what's everyone's go to beer. Also, see you in the pit queue. You will always see me in the pit, and my go to beer is water because I actually don't drink. Oh, oh. oh. what a, what a That's not very low. It's not thrash, man. Beer is thrash. 
it is. It is. You know, I'm the guy on j Hop films. Like, I don't drink before shows, but hey, hey it's because I got to fucking sing the show. Um, oh. But no, I like, uh, I tend to like pale ales and IPAs, but the real and the right answer is the one that's in front of me. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's the, the, one that, the one that the drink ticket will allow me to purchase. The yeah, yeah, the, the the one I got's my favorite because it's right. there, and and that's my the zen of beer right there. You you got your paps or your shitty beer or whatever, sure, but you know it's it's there. I appreciate you for being you, Mister Cheap Beer. <laughs> you know you're there right now in this like, moment. Uh, with this moment's the only moment right now, beer. <laughs> I will drink you, and I accept See, you, beer. <laughs> I, I don't like beer, you but taste? you know what I do like is I really love a nice warm drink from one of tim horton's many outposts across <laughs> tim horton's the official sponsor of thrash metal that doesn't pay anyone who plays thrash metal we just like them a lot for no good reason no and they let me film in there and they, they didn't call anyone on me so i appreciate tim horton's for letting us film there always tim horton's right. it's what you it's what you drink when you're in canada <laughs> <laughs> we got one more question in the chat this is the final question i think we're going to do right now uh, All right. From Varun for Apothecary. He wants to know uh, how's the album coming along and are there going to be any guest appearances this time around? Uh, I mean, he knows how it's coming along for the most part. I've sent him some stuff. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, literally, I've, I've got like all the time in the fucking world, dude. I have like literally every single day. I just, I've got all my recording stuff. I have a full studio right here. The, I've got like 10 full songs, guitars and drums already done. It'll, it'll be done probably by the end of summer. I don't know. So, didn't take you long. Guest appearances, I don't know. Ja Rule. Ja Rule. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that guy probably is, is hurting for a little uh, hurting for a little monetary donations at the moment. So maybe, Speaking of hurting for a little monetary donation uh, moment. That was my segue. <laughs> Welcome. There we go. There Look we at go. Clayton over here. Clayton's like, he's going to be doing ad reads pretty soon. soon. Sponsored content. <laughs> He just asked right now, he wanted to know what he can do with all of his expendable money that he totally has right now, because he's not broke. No one's broke in quarantine. If you want to do something, you can buy our shirts. That's right. I took your thing, actually. You can buy our shirts. You can go to any of these bands' merch sites. You can buy some merch. You can hit the donation button. You smash that like button. That costs you nothing. You can smash that what is it? The, the like, the subscribe, the bell icon. Smash it. Just start. Just start hitting things on your computer. <laughs> yeah, just start smashing stuff, dude. You ah! can never go wrong with smashing things. <laughs> you know, it, it, there's one that I actually want to ask, and this kind of came up on our tour this year. You know, I'm, I'm waiting on, on Russell to throw me the uh, shut up, Quentin. It's time to stop now until I get that. But um, what's your guys' like favorite opening? Um, Oh no! You know what? This is a better one. This is somebody on Twitch. I'll get I'll get to this one later. Somebody, man, best stuck in the band story. All right. This past year, we went on tour. We did the Blood on the Coast two tour with Antihero, my good friends, and we played in Tahoe. Getting out that show, kind of there was some drama that went on, and we worked it out. Everything's cool, but we were getting out of there, and the cops had shown up, um, and we had rented this big Ford um, Transit. You know, this 15-seater van, we had a trailer we were towing, and the cops were like, yeah, back it up. And we're like, yeah, we're not backing this up. Like, can we just, can you just make a way for us to get through here real quick? Like, no, nah, you got to back that out. And we're just like, okay, I guess we're waiting. And we ended up missing our hotel reservation. We were, we had a hotel, I think, like two hours away. And get out to, um, get out to, um, 
what's it called? Um, in, in between Tahoe and Boise. And we it was like 3 a.m. And we couldn't, um, we couldn't check in. So we had to just drive all the way to Boise after that show from Tahoe. We were so dead tired. I think Zach just like loaded up on coffee. It was <laughs> awful. Stuck in van story is like the majority of my life. I was gonna say like uh, all of 2016, 2015, 2017, like pretty much the whole last it, six years. <laughs> it's a lot of that. 2009 was oh, it was 300 days stuck in van. Um, this last year was like 67. You know, we had a bus this time, which is quite a bit better, uh, fortunately. But not every time. Sometimes we'll still do the van based on the length of the run or whatever. If it's short. Um, one time, this isn't like for duration, but one time we were leaving New York City, and this was way back when John Locks drove the van down this alley that looked like a freeway on-ramp, but it wasn't. And it was just <laughs> a construction thing, and it went like 100 yards deep. And on either side, there's like concrete walls raised, right? So the van has about a foot and a half on either side to maneuver, and we had no room to turn around. So basically, John Locks drove into hard mode ultimate van backing up challenge because <laughs> he had to like back up on this like curved hundred yard like freeway freeway on ramp under construction that he dead ended in, and it took us like an hour and a half to back the van out. There was so much uh, what I'd call Austin Powers in it, where you know <laughs> that one scene where you like backing the car up a zillion times. That's what that's called. Uh, but yeah, he did that for like an hour and a half straight. It was hard yeah. on everyone's nerves. Just like, no, bring it forward. Just that. Concentrated that for an hour and a half. That happened. <laughs> it's, uh, there's a lot, man. Like, uh, <laughs> we, were, we were on tour with Raven in Europe once upon a time, and uh, we were in Poland, which, like, Poland is part of the EU, but the currency isn't part of the EU, and they're not really part of. They don't have the same uh, like traffic regulations and structural rigidity of the road systems and stuff like that. So basically, we were on a highway, and it told us to continue the GPS, so we continued down the highway. And it didn't tell us that there was construction on the highway. And then it told us to turn around, and we went back. And then it told us to get back on the same highway. It gave us zero options to get to the city that we were trying to get to. It took us three and a half fucking hours to find an alternate route because Poland has no road system that is, like, legible, right? Um, and then there was another time when we were on tour with Doyle in Texas, and we got caught, I think it was in, like, Hurricane Maria or something like that. Oh, boy. Yeah, we were going out of Houston, and it took us, it was a 25-hour drive to get from, like, Dallas to Houston, I think. Nonstop, in traffic, all of the exits were flooded. We got to the venue at, like, 8.30, and we were scheduled to go on at 8.40. So was, uh, did you make it? We made it. We made it. We did it. Threw our shit on stage. We just fucking booked it up there. It was the worst experience of my life, but we made it. Oh, pros have to do. So you know when you're a pro, dude. Oh. Um, I, I we, knew we had a contract that said we got to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, you were summoned by the contract. We were summoned by the contract through a hurricane, yeah. <laughs> through traffic, through floods. We made it. Oh, it'll summon you through any shit. One time, uh, one time, in order, to, so we we did a tour that started out in Florida. It was with Dark Tranquility, I believe. It was a couple of years ago. It was somewhere on the Vanquish cycle, and uh, we drove out. So most of the band flew out there, but someone had to bring the gear. So Chase Becker and I rented like a van 
and drove out there with a van full of gear uh, doing back-to-back shifts, and we kept the wheels rolling for 48 hours straight and made it there, and we stopped for one thing only, and it was because the battleship Alabama is moored in Mobile, Alabama, and on, like, day two, 7 a.m., I'm like, Chase, wake up, dude. There's a battleship. I'll buy you a ticket. We're gonna go look at it. And, like, you know, and he's like, ugh. And he totally didn't want to be there at all. And I'm like, oh, it's so sweet. 16-inch guns. You know how big of a crater those leave. <laughs> you know? And, and he was yeah. like, Keeble, Keeble, can we get moving again? I'm like, give me one more minute. And then we left, you know? Uh, <laughs> so that, that happens. Uh, and then we finally got there. We played one show. And then Hurricane What's-Its-Name happened, and we evacuated the state going northward, and we were stuck in the van for like a day and a half. So you had to miss the, the shows in Florida? Uh, we played one show, and then we sat, like, after sitting in the car for two days, we played one show, then we sat in the bus for, like, three days. Holy shit, dude. That's awesome. that, was, that. <laughs> that was, awesome. then we did the rest of the tour. <laughs> what a note to open on. And that's fine. The, was, the same, sorry, sorry. The same uh, just, it was a funk, yeah. The same so as much as I love hanging out with all of you guys, man, oh. do this, like, all day. This is great. Do this some more. We'll just do this for fun. We don't even live stream it. We can take our shirts are, off. Are people watching or are we just doing this for each other's sake? <laughs> oh, no. Dude, if, if, if people weren't watching, Chris would have his shirt off. Like, this would get, this would get really, really weird. Really, but really wouldn't, Why doesn't Chris just take his shirt off anyway to get the views and the likes? You That's know, a good different. question. Why people doesn't will Chris destroy that subscribe off? button? They'll destroy it. will be like, I will subscribe to those chest hairs anytime. <laughs> but we're doing all the royal rubdown. Bro, I'm gonna do an all boil rub down one episode, I think. Subscribe to Chris's OnlyFans. And Kalamata olives, just rub them on yourself. Like, get the squishy, you know, the kind that are like kind of squishy that like oh, yeah. sitting in the oil too long, you know, like those that then like just little dissolve on you. It'll like, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I like this. This is well thought out. Yeah, so, then you roll, then you roll in feta cheese and like wrap yourself oh, in a, it's giant a Greek salad. Yeah. Oh, it's turning into a salad. Yeah, dude. And, and then you say in Greek, hey, ladies. <laughs> hey, you know what? Smash that like or, button. Or smash hey that boys. subscribe. Hey Hit us with that donation. <laughs> if you, you know, if we get if we get um, a million subscribes, then Chris will make that for J-Hoff Films. Make it happen. I will make, I will make yeah. the feta. I will make the Greek salad challenge happen if we get one million. <laughs> That's Greek what it's salad. called now. <laughs> Greek salad special. A new so cultural we got, we phenomenon got, was born that day. <laughs> two more questions that I'm going to do, and they're just both pretty much shout-outs. X wants to know what he should do with this like button, and Yasser Bernal on Facebook, this is in the same vein, he wants to know, how can all people make an effort to support metal artists worldwide, and what's the role that metal, uh, metal and music people should do at this point of the virus? Smash that like button. Smash <laughs> Subscribe to us on Twitch. Like Hatchet on Facebook. Like Apothecary. Like Phantom Witch, Section 5150, Warbringer, buy our shirts, buy our albums, you know, and it's tough on everybody right now. Um, musicians are pretty much just completely out of work right now. Any artist, really, you're shit out of luck with this fucking thing. Like, it's like, yeah, I, haven't been able, like I haven't been able to see Jay Hoffman, like, it's been almost two and a half months now. And, you know, I've had to, like, my girlfriend's had to step up and help with, like, filming and shit. It's, like, it's a, bit, it's a pain in the ass because we could be doing so much more together. Recording yeah, this new Phantom Witch album, like, remotely has been the way I prefer to do it, but, like, trying to just figure out what am I going to do about these drums? I have no idea, you know? And trying to, like, get these songs tight without playing them together has been tough. 
the, the together part's important. You know, it's it's tough to do that. We managed to get a lot of the demoing done in like one phase, but then we had to hold a couple like jams where everybody's getting their parts up to snuff. Uh, I don't know how we. I don't think we could like write right now or record. It seems like it would be pretty fucking difficult. You know. Yeah. All right, guys. If you guys have anything else you want to say to the uh, all the beautiful people at home, and also the not beautiful people at home, we respect you too. We love you just as much. <laughs> Let's say anything to anybody. Now'd be the time to do it. I think we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, speak now. Speak now or forever. Hold your grease. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> speak now or forever. Hold your Greeks. Yeah, yeah. Either either the grease, like uh, like from you know oil, or the country, or both. You know. <laughs> You know, actually, Greece is one of my favorite places I ever went to on tour. I, I only went there once, and I, I climbed the Acropolis, and I looked out at the sea, and I shouted, I am in the land of the ancient gods. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was so sick. What a feeling, you know. Uh, so it was fucking fantastic. Uh, I had all kinds of adventures there. Yeah, all my right, dad so told Go for it, Chris. Yeah, my dad told me I was conceived on the Acropolis back in, like, 92, 93. Dude, that's a sick origin story. <laughs> you have like the statue, statue of like Socrates going like that, looking down. And it's like two people banging, and that's the beginning of the movie. Uh, <laughs> judgment, your entire existence. Oh, is man. Judgment. All right, I got two shout outs I'm going to do. Judgment Number one. What is, man, you know? <laughs> Look here. You know? Shout out number one is going out to. Oh, we got we got Ezekiel Hook. It's gonna. Go, I got three now. I got one for Ezekiel. Thank you for popping in, man. You are awesome. You rock. You say we rock, we rock or Warbringer or Hatchet or whoever rocks. But no, you rock. You rock for being here. You rock for helping support this. I gotta give a shout out to Eric Hernandez, my guitar player. Send me the tracks. I want them. Gimme. <laughs> and um, I gotta send a shout out to uh, my friend Caitlin, who's popped in on this one right now. Um, so gotta let her know I'm Pickle Rick. She got enough. Uh, okay. <laughs> you, you got. You have to shout it randomly. That's the funny thing. Because he says it really loud. That's what makes it funny, didn't you know? <laughs> funny. I, I kid you not. He turned himself into a pickle. I know. I know. He he did. Wow. <laughs> My favorite right, part of that episode was was actually the like calm uh, psychiatrist at the end. That was my favorite bit of that one. Yeah, which is like, oh, Rick, you're actually a piece of shit and a loser. You know, you use your <laughs> to fuck around, and like, you know, and you're and you're miserable. And he's like, uh. the the one where he's king of shit too, kind of goes on that. Oh theme, yeah, you know, <laughs> I wish I had that though. I would I would totally like to have the perfect that place. show for the perfect show for nihilists for sure. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like on all levels except physical, I am Mr. Meeseeks. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's all the time we have. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Thank everybody at home, and thank you know, thank Clayton, thank Chris, thank John. You guys are awesome. Happy to be here, man. For hanging out, dude. Fun. You know, I'll probably right. message John later and just be like, "Yo, dude, like, like, look at this." It'll be like, it'll be like some completely random meme in the middle of the night, nothing to do with anything. Just like, you know, John, give me some attention. Come on, man. I w I probably will. I'm probably not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the truth here. You know, people say thank you for your time right now, and I'm almost like, ah! <laughs> done. <laughs> ha! That's rich. You know, that'll be five dollars. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All 
anyway, uh, good talking to you guys. Adios. Uh, check out Metal Records in general with uh, riffs and solos. Go yeah. buy Weapons of Tomorrow. It's really good. And be sure to go to your local record store. Oh, never mind. Oh. Disable ads. Disable ads on your YouTube videos, please. Thank you. Yeah. And if you, <laughs> Disable ads. And, and if you call anybody heroes, make sure you don't give them a pay raise. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, they don't deserve it. Pat on the back, but never a raise. Oh, we no. can't have that. No. You know, get that, your haircut, Karen. And, and that fact will keep the thrash metal records coming. <laughs> yeah. we'll see you guys. <laughs> bye bye. All right, ladies. Thanks. Thank you so much, man. Adios. This is y'all. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank everybody at home. We are going to wrap this one up for the day. I think Russell's listening in. He should be there. I don't know if he's already faded us out, but thank you guys so much for coming out.